Hello and welcome to the Moncast. A podcast where twice a week we watch Pokemon and Digimon in tandem and discuss the similarities and differences that they share. My name's Sam. And I'm Stevie. And the score currently stands at 4-2 to Pokemon. And this time we're watching episode 7, The Waterflowers of Cerulean City and Dekakumon's Harpoon Torpedo. Time for administration. <laughs> I forgot about it being called administration. And we got some messages from people. The first message we got was from one of my friends on Skype, and they said, One serious critique. I don't know why, but the sudden sound cues actually bother me for some reason. How it's several t- detached scenes. Don't know, seems weird to me. And they did say that might just be a pet peeve of theirs, but I don't know. Do you agree with that, Sam? Well, you told me that, and then I've sort of, in the last episode, I, I took them out. And I kind of agree with, with them. Also, it's a lot easier, so I don't have to sort of find the episode and go through and cut things out. So we've got some new stuff that you'll, you'll hear when we um, sort that out. Cause, yeah, it was okay. I mean, it was it was kind of nice to have those in, but it's it's like 30 seconds to a minute of random bits from the episodes. Yeah, we're not going to have as many jump cuts between things. Mm-hmm. And they also said, by the way, the it's a Mirage thing. I'm going to steal it now. <laughs> so the the plan is to take my quote that I've stolen from Digimon in the first place. I have to admit, I was at work the other day and it was boiling hot and I forgot my flask to take water with me. So I kept having to go back to the water cooler and every time I was walking towards that water cooler, I kept thinking, it's not a Mirage, it's real water. <laughs> I know. I was so angry. <laughs> it's because water's everywhere. So that line just pops into my head all the time it's such a good line it's the best line ever it's not that's a i think there's a, a line in is it this episode one of these episodes that i i really like i bet i know what what line it is wait i'm just gonna check my notes see if i write it down i'm styling dude <laughs> so looking at my hand right while my typing for this i've written i want the children but it's c-h-i-l-d-r-a-n children it's like i have like typing dyslexia but it's like how have I done that wrong? Like, if I'd missed it or spelled it the wrong way, it's okay. But the fact of I did a complete other letter, which is a complete other section of the, the keyboard. May, from Lost in Translation, my message just as always. And they say, Bugger, I haven't listened to the most recent episode. Uh, I'll just ask a question. Pick six Pokemon and pick one Digimon partner. I've had prep time for this because I've seen it, but you've not, Sam. I have got... I've got a stock anyway, so... Ah, you cheater. It's not cheating knowing the one. It's like having your, like, your doomsday plan. Everybody has their doomsday plan. And if you don't, then you're clearly going to die on doomsday whenever doomsday happens. One day, someone's going to ask me for six Pokemon, and I'm going to be ready for that day. Okay, well, if you want to do yours first, because I'm just going to type out the ones that I want. Okay, well, pretty much all of my favourites are from Gen 1. I'm I'm basically picking my favourites. I'm not actually going to try and put together a team I'd use or anything. But my number one favourite's always been Kabutops, because I just like his really sleek design and his big sides that he has. And then there's Arcanine, who's a big fire dog and is really cool. And I'd love to see a mega evolution of that, because it'd just be an even bigger main and that'd be awesome. Then there's Butterfree, of course, because Butterfree is the best, and we all know this. <laughs> Isn't that right, Sam? No comment. Empoleon, because 
my first Pokemon game that I really played was Pokemon Pearl. And I got Empoleon to level 100 just by going through the Elite Four and pretty much using it all the time, repeatedly. And it was my first level 100 Pokemon. And it was a starter, and I really like Empoleon. Need two more. There's Vaporeon, who's my favourite evolution. Mainly because I did a Pokemon quiz thing, and apparently I'm a Vaporeon. And last one, ooh, Greninja probably. Because they're in Smash Bros, and they're really fun to play as. I like the shadow sneak attack that they do. Yeah, so that's my six Pokemon. Picking one Digimon, it's of course got to be Patamon. How could it not be Patamon? Patamon's the best. Especially in Digimon World 3, where you just Digivolve to Magna Rangimon and use Gate of Destiny on the opponent every time. And just one-hit kill everyone. That was how I liked to play the game. Just gambling with Gate of Destiny all the time. So, those are my choices. Now it's Sam's go. Okay, so... It's difficult, and there isn't just six... Well, there's two lots of six, and there's another one. So the first lot is a set of ground types, because I like ground types. Also, I like the first generation as well, so it's going to be Cubone, Steelix, Rhyhorn, Sandshrew, Diglett, and Graveler. They're all ground types. I quite like them, especially Cubone. Cubone's the most important, because Cubone is the best. I'm interested that you've chosen Graveler and not Gollum. Uh, I like Graveler. It's got, like, multiple arms. It's pretty cool. This is the team I had in, like, gold and silver. Oh, so you could never trade. So I couldn't trade, so I had a Graveler. Or Cubone, Caesar, Cray Dilly, Haunter, Steelix, and Tyranitar as a mixed team. But that can also include Quagsire, Torterra, Tyrantrum. I have others as well. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I think you've named enough. <laughs> it's difficult. It's really difficult. Cubone would definitely be there. Definitely, because Cubone is my favourite. Cute Bone. No. Cubone's not cute. He will fight. Just look at look at the Cubone in Pokemon Origins when it's crying. No, don't. And you've got to pick a Digimon as well. <sighs> Take a guess. Take one guess. Is it Greymon? Well, Agumon, but okay. Close enough. But Agumon's not orange. Yeah, but it, evo- it can evolve into Greymon and Geo Greymon. Eh, fair enough. Which are two of my favourite lines. You picked Gen 1 Digimon. And Gen 1 Pokemon, apart from Steelix and Cradily and Tarantrum. Picked Empoleon and Greninja. They weren't Gen 1. Oh yeah, I suppose. Both of water types. Why have you made me suddenly have to do work? Like, I had an answer, but then I don't have a d- definitive answer. I haven't got an electric type in my favourites, which is weird, because I was like... I made put together an electric team once, which I really like. I like Stunfisk. Yeah, it's okay. I also like... Actually, I like Joltik, because it's tiny. I like Jolteon and Electros, because it has Levitate. It's the electric eel one that has Levitate. So you can't use ground type moves on it, which is really cool. Last thing for feedback, Quad Vespa on Facebook listened to episode four and said it was the funniest episode so far. Which episode was that one? That was the, it's not a mirage, it's a real episode. Was that the one where I was dying from heat? <laughs> See, episode four, so we covered Beomon gets firepower and Challenge of the Samurai. Yeah, I could see why that was a funny episode. <laughs> it was just me and Butterfree the whole time. Oh yeah, okay, another one now, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for the feedback. It's nice to have feedback. We like it when we get feedback. It's nice because I, I don't see any feedback until we record these because Stevie covers it all because I am lazy. Okay, I'm not lazy. I do a lot less editing and stuff for this, but I also work a lot. Originally, I wasn't going to do any of the editing. And look where we are now. Oh, how the tables have turned. <laughs> the first episode we are watching this time is The Waterflowers of Cerulean City. The gang travel to Cerulean City, much to Misty's dislike, so that Ash can win his second badge. Except he doesn't win the badge. He never wins any badges, he just gets given them. We learn that Misty is actually a gym leader and she is the most competent of her siblings, challenging Ash to a gym battle before Team Rocket appear to do some plumbing. Pokemon! 
plumbing. Plumbing. <laughs> it's Misty actually a gym leader. She is. That is like one of my favourite things is the big reveal about Misty. Because we met her in episode one. It's been six episodes and we just find out she's a gym leader. It's nice how she didn't mention it at the start. I feel like if this was another show, maybe Digimon, they would have had hints, but obvious hints that she's more than she seems. But in this, it's really subtle. Like, the first time we see her, she's fishing in a lake full of water Pokemon. When she's fighting Team Rocket in the Pokemon Center, she sends out a fish, which is a water Pokemon. When she battles Meowth and Malmoon, she summons a Staryu, which is another water Pokemon. So it's nice that you see this little theme that she's had from the first episode we meet her, and then we find out she's a gym leader. One of four. One of four, and the most competent and the best of them. I hate the sisters so much. I hate the sisters so much as well. It's Mimi times three. Yes. With bad accents as well. They are the worst they sound like whenever a british person tries to do an american accent mm. it's all it's that really bad nondescript american and it's just like uh... it's hard to put into words just how much they annoyed me <laughs> i went into caps lock in my notes they frustrated me that much first of all they're pretty crap as performers they jumped <laughs> in the water they stuck their legs out a couple of times and then they hold their hands up in the air that that was the show also apparently pikachu's attracted to them see i saw it more as he was amazed by the the show because it was amazing i thought he was more found them beautiful I was attracted to them in a weird physical way. Ew, why have you always got to make it sexual? He's just fawning over these humans. Also, what really annoys me about them is the way they talk about Goldeen. We only have this one left. It only knows horn attack. If only it would evolve into Sea King so it would be stronger. It's like, you know, they're supposed to be your friends. They're not tools. Stop talking about Goldeen like it's a thing. Also, Goldeen is the only Pokemon they've got left. Wait there, I'm just going to call Seal out from the water with a badge in its mouth. The only Pokemon they've got left. So what's this Seal doing then? I don't know. It just keeps the badge in its mouth the entire time. Is that all it's for? They are awful people. They're just stereotypes. Why are they there? Why can't they just do the same thing they did with Brock and just have a dark room and then reveal that it's actually Misty and forget all of these sisters that don't need to exist? They could have had the sisters, but have them being super professional and not ditzy. Yeah. And then maybe not have them pick on Misty, because I feel like that's a thing that they didn't really need to do as well. I get she's sort of like the runt and the tomboy, but they could have just not been mean to her. Could be nice people. They could be competent trainers. Instead of, oh, we don't really want to fight, but have the badge. Stop, don't make it easier for him. I don't get why they don't want to fight as well. Because they're tired, because they were in the water for five minutes and put their arms in the air. They can't be bothered walking to the Pokemon Center, which is always just like, two minutes away we did hear about the other trainers that passed through though again i know that was quite nice i just enjoy hearing about their journey ahead of ash i like it when ash doesn't do things or fails to do things better than other people because i hate ash you do yes okay i he's okay in this episode in the next episode i'm not a fan yeah in this episode he's fine in this episode he actually wants to challenge the gym leaders even though the gym leaders don't want to fight also the opening introduction with the recap they just gloss over the fact that he didn't actually win the battle against brock (laughs) they just pretend that he actually earned the badge Uh, he hasn't properly earned a badge yet out of the two he hasn't beaten the gym leader yet i'm not even sure if misty can be counted as a proper gym leader she's the most competent gym leader out of the four of them there's supposed to be one gym leader you can't have can you have multiples? <laughs> it doesn't seem fair. I'm going to assume that like each gym is family-based, and then the family can be gym leaders, because obviously Brock's left Pewter City, so his dad's going to take over. Yeah, but it seems a bit unfair if you have like different trainers that you could be going up against in the gym. 
there could be different strengths. So if you go to the gym, if you go to Pewter City with seven badges, maybe they use more Pokemon. I guess it could be like in the games where you have to go through other people first to get to the last battle against the strongest trainer. So maybe only actually one of those three sisters was the proper gym leader. And Misty just filled in because, I don't know, she was angry about something. Because they kept calling her stupid. Yeah, she wanted to prove that she'd got good. And to be fair, I really liked the battle. Yeah, the battle was really good. Probably my favourite battle that we've had so far in all the episodes. The build-up was pretty nice. Like, it went to a, like a commercial break right after Misty says something along the lines of, well, if you won't battle him then I will. It's like, what? why is she saying this? Cuts to break. Gives the kids time to process what she said. And it cuts back to her being like, yeah, I'll fight because I'm a gym leader. It's pretty cool. And then there's the setup where they're sort of stood there in front of the pool. And then Ash tries to choose Pikachu <laughs> by throwing him. I know. I like how Pikachu refuses to fight because it gives Ash a justifiable reason for not using Pikachu. Because if he had used Pikachu, he would have won hands down because it's an electric type it gives ash a reason to use his other pokemon to, to make the battle a bit better and it was a lot better there was a lot of strategy in there there was a lot of um using the surroundings there were a lot of tactics in there it was really nice it was a very dynamic battle yes it was i loved it pikachu's adorableness at the start was good although really the same logic should have applied for butterfree as well because Butterfree was, when it was a Caterpie, wanted to be friends with Misty all the time. And now it's battling against Misty's Pokemon. Maybe it just wants to fight even more. Butterfree's not like that. Butterfree's bloodthirsty. No, I don't think Butterfree would be bloodthirsty. It might be. You don't know that. You don't. Look at it, it's got weird little fangs. You don't know Butterfree. Like I know Butterfree. Is there anything else you liked about this episode? Most of Team Rocket. Yeah. So, I feel like Team Rocket are in the wrong career. Or section of their career they stole a giant water pump without leaving any evidence so they stole in the last episode giant moonstone in seconds and in this episode they stole a giant water pump i feel like they could be brilliant jewel thieves or something because they're so good at getting rid of these giant things in effective and quick ways instead of catching pokemon they should just go and be like jewel thieves or something that would be a better career for them also we see team rocket's first invention which is basically just the hoover on wheels but like i know throughout the series they get more and more elaborate machines and stuff i never really thought of them as inventions you don't i mean it's just never occurred to me that they actually make things a lot of the time it's meowth who makes these things But yeah, it's like it's it's for it's their first invention, which is this Hoover on wheels. Also, the point in this episode I genuinely laughed was when they were sucking at the water and Pikachu's like by the edge of the pool and just a wave like in like two frames goes over him and he gets pulled away. It was just so quick and so unexpected and I thought it was really funny. Also, I don't think Pikachu should have used Thundershock whilst Seal was in the water. Yeah, exactly. Seal's probably just been KO'd inside that vacuum. Seal is so dead. Probably knocked out at the bottom of the pool, drowning. But it's fine because they don't really count Seal as one of their Pokemon. Seal's just a slave. Also, Team Rocket's bad pun game was on form. It was. Especially when they got washed up. My favourite quote from Team Rocket was James saying, it's times like these that make me want to go straight. (laughs) Sure, James. Sure you do. Is that a subtle hint that he's homosexual? I've always seen him as maybe bisexual or pansexual. Hmm. Because there are many episodes where he dresses as a woman. There's an episode where he gets breasts. Gender identity and sexual preferences don't have to be linked. Hmm. But also, like, he gets breasts. I don't know what to say. (laughs) I'm pretty certain that episode was just completely banned. It's cut out, it's cut out, but we're going to watch it. Really? Yes, we are. I guess it'll have to be a special if it's not in the official list. I'm pretty sure in the Japanese version, James and Jesse are dating. That wouldn't surprise me. Anything else that you liked? 
that much. I thought it was a good episode. I think I liked Cerulean City Gym a lot more than Pewter City, which is just a room with rocks in it. And this one's an actual aquarium. It was quite nice. Much more interesting setting for the battle. Also, Ash doesn't almost get crushed by it. When did he get almost crushed in, what, in Pewter City? Yeah, in Pewter City Gym. Like, the massive rock arena just comes in from the sides and almost crushes him. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Give him a taste of his own medicine after he lets Pikachu get crushed. So, is there anything else you liked in this episode? Because I'm, I'm all done with it. I was expecting Brock to be much more perverted towards Jenny, but he was actually pretty smooth. Yeah, that's in the, one of the things I don't, I don't like. Um, wait there, let me find it. He wasn't actually sexually harassing her, though. Okay, it's not a thing I don't like, but, uh, it's, it, I couldn't put it in the thing I like section, because it's just a thing I want to comment on, but, like, Jenny is just so overly sus- suspicious, and Brock uses his badge as ID. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works, because Ash has also got one of the badges now. So Ash could be like, I'm also the gym leader. Ash could just go in there like, I'm Brock! <laughs> See, I have the badge. Brock asking Jenny out for dinner. It's like, it's the nicest way he does it, but it's the start of seeing creepy Brock. Downhill slope from here. That seems to be the theme of Pokemon, is you see this this thing they do. The first time it's kind of a nice way of doing it, and then it sort of gets blown out of proportion a couple episodes down the line. It's going to get worse and worse as it goes on. Pokemon's started strong. I don't know, I I quite like this episode. This was one of my favourite episodes. Anything else you like? The last thing I probably liked was the opening exchange from the when they were deciding where to go. I quite like that. That was a really funny conversation. And that <laughs> Ash and Brock are such bros. Just completely ignore Misty. It's actually at that point is this it's super picky. Because it's not a lot I don't like about this episode. So all my things are super picky. It's an animation thing. It's at the point where Brock and Ash are walking away from the shop and Misty sort of comes up from the bottom of the screen. You can tell what they've done is they've got the cell of Misty and sort of just moved it up the screen. Because the the ground behind Ash and Brock is sort of a separate self in the background. And as it goes up, there's like half a frame where the ground just moves violently. So I had to pause and rewind it and I watched it. But it's like, as Misty goes up, like the, the ground sort of moves a lot. Well, Sam, that's, that's just the diglets. Just the giant seismic activity, which is plaguing them as they go on their journey. It's also a bit petty, but... And it's also, I could understand it from being in the Times, but Ash and Brock, just using the male pronouns when they don't know the gym leader, because they kept referring to it as him. I know that they might be using it to throw off the fact that they're they're females, but I'm a bit like, eh, you could have just not used him. Like I said, that's pretty petty. Yeah, there's a lot about this episode that's just gender-wise isn't very good. They don't present females very positively. Apart from Misty, they present pretty well. I think it's why I like Misty, because Misty's not your typical sort of... How's, how's the word, word, way to phrase it? She's not sort of... Girly girl. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to use the word feminine, because she is feminine, because she's female. But she doesn't adhere to female stereotypes. Yeah, she's a bit tomboyish. She has, I don't know, fire. Which is ironic, because she's a water trainer. One thing I didn't get was why Misty has a Staryu and a Starmie, and uses the Staryu first. Because she doesn't want to pull out the big guns, unless she absolutely has to. Like, everyone's got that trump card Pokemon, so hers is probably Starmie. That's not how Pokemon works. You pull out the big guns first, so you can just bulldoze them. No, you use your weaker one first, so you can try and take out as many as you can. No, because then the weaker one just gets KO'd. Okay, that's your your fighting style. When I play Pokemon, I don't go, okay, I'm going to send out my weakest competitor. I send out my strongest Pokemon and try and kill them in one hit. No. Okay, well, that's how you play, that's different. If I had my level 100 Empoleon, I wouldn't go up against the Elite Four with a level 60 Staryu or something. I would, because then the level 60 
Staryu would get stronger. I guess I care more about winning than getting Pokemon that I have stronger. I just want to win. You want to be the very best. I'm not even going to bother. So what was your favourite thing in this episode? I still have to mention that I don't like how Ash keeps getting badges but never actually wins anything. I know. Um, I don't know if it happens again. I'm pretty sure it's only these two times. But like, come on. He needs to win some. Anyway, favourite things. My favourite thing was the outro scene. <laughs> Because I love Brock. He just rushes up like, how did it go? Ash goes, look! There's like, okay, let's go! <laughs> yeah, it's like, I need to go and do something else. Why? Because plot. <laughs> it's so quick, that whole exchange. Brock just runs in, says, hey, well done, and then runs out. In fact, he doesn't even say, hey, well done. He just says, how did it go? <laughs> and then leaves. Just like, we need to get moving. I thought it was pretty cool, just on a random tangent, how it's almost the reverse situation where in when Ash was fighting Brock, Misty was like, oh, I'm going to give you some more Pokemon if you want, and it will help you in the battle. But this time, Brock was like, oh, I know, I know the secret move the special move that the gym leader uses but i'm not going to tell you because i'm a gym leader and i know the rules and i'm not going to help you and it's like good for you having a moral compass brock because misty doesn't have one this is one thing i've noticed about pokemon so far is it is incredibly inconsistent it's going to contradict itself a lot throughout the series i can see it happening but baldine's the only pokemon they have left (laughs) that's a good example uh pokemon's going to go just downhill it might have the odd uphill episode but i think overall i'm not going to enjoy it very much because i hate ash's guts oh no i'm just thinking about it now i there's 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 a moment that i know is really upsetting for me and you're going to probably be like yeah it's great i'm so glad this is happening and i'll be like no my heart what was your favorite thing the battle the battle itself was really good it was it was paced quite nicely it let ash use tactics it's nice to see these two people who we've met from episode one finally face off against each other i do want to argue against that in one respect what's that ash didn't use tactics misty did he did he used a flying pokemon wait he has no other pokemon apart from pikachu that doesn't fly (laughs) exactly that's not a tactic he only has three Pokemon. He used Butterfree and Pidgeotto, I think. Well, there's tactics in making them fly away. I don't know. Uh, Ash cannot Pokemon. I just thought it was a nice battle, okay? It was a good battle, but Ash is not good at battling. Misty was really good, though. Yeah, yeah. Overall thoughts? Nice episode. Team Rocket was a pretty short token battle, which was nice. I'm not a massive fan of Team Rocket when it's a good episode. If it's a boring episode, I'm, I'm quite happy for them to come in and just destroy the plot. But in this episode, I'm so glad it was kept short because if they had any um, any more time, I feel like it would have detracted from the plot, which was quite nice. It's nice to see that sort of the backstory for Misty was done in a nice way but it wasn't sort of forced upon us it's sort of something that the writers have planned from the start and they've sort of led us here to the point where we're going to learn about misty and it's not such a jarring exposition dump like a certain wizardmon there were a few elements i didn't like in the episode like mostly the sisters and how awful they are but apart from that it was a pretty good episode Mm, i think it's my favorite episode so far it's not your favorite because of butterfree my favorite episode so far Probably still the first one, because mm. the first one was good and didn't really have that many downsides to it. Yeah, I, I like the first one. I, I think I just I like the idea of Misty now being revealed to be this gym leader and her having this little backstory with her sisters who are kind of mean to her and having Ash's first friend as a Pokemon trainer being his next challenge in his next step in his Pokemon journey and stuff. I think it was, it was a nice episode. Yep, it was a good episode.
The second episode we're watching is Ikakuman's Harpoon Torpedo. The kids are walking through the forest and for once aren't complaining. They find a fridge full of eggs and spend the night chowing down and feeling homesick. Ty and Matt clash over whether they should climb the nearby mountain to survey the island and can't reach a decision. Joe takes it upon himself to climb it alone, but while he's up there, Unimon is hit by a black gear and starts attacking. Joe, being the cautious one, plays Buckaroo on Unimon the flying horse Digimon's back and quickly gets thrown off. Gobamon digivolves to Ikakumon to save everyone and destroys the black gear with his harpoon torpedo, which has little in common with harpoons or torpedoes. What did you like about this episode? It's a like and it's also a not like. I like how Joe is a pessimist. He's got like a similar outlook that I do. Just expect the worst and assume the worst because then if it's not the worst, then it's a surprise. But if it's the worst, then you're like, yeah, I expected this to happen. But in the same vein, I also don't like how much he complains in this episode. Is that an okay opinion to have? Like he, he seems to complain a lot more than normal in this episode, but I like how he complains. Well, he's worried about everyone. And about the safety, because they're not in a very good position currently. Like, he's right to be worried about things, but he's sort of complaining about it a lot. Instead of actually, I don't know, trying to come up with solutions. My favourite part of his, sort of, the first little bit was, um, I like when Ty and Matt are fighting. And he sort of comes in and, and gives them pros and cons of both of their ideas. I kind of wish they hadn't responded negatively to it because he was giving constructive criticism he was saying you know ty's right we should really find a vantage point and scope out the island but also there's the worry that matt has where there could be things up there yeah joe's very reasonable guy like everything he says makes sense i think he might be my favorite out of them especially in this watch it is definitely one of the best digivolution episodes we've had so far i think it's the last of the digivolution episodes before we get into a new batch of the same episode again and again i also like how joe gets sad about ketchup and ruins the happy mood yeah the homesick thing is getting a bit stale now though i think well i like the fact that there's just a fridge like there's no reason there's a fridge Full of eggs. Why not? There's your DigiWorld weirdness. Yes, it is. It's great. There's just a fridge full of eggs. And I like shows that involve food and talking about food because I like food. And it makes me really happy that they had all these different ways of cooking eggs. <laughs> Some of them are completely and utterly ridiculous. Like? Like jelly beans and mustard or something like that. Oh, that's just adding toppings to it. But that's the dub thing though, isn't it? That they sort of just wanted to add weirdness. You can still mention it. <laughs> but see, things I liked... I quite liked the battle up on the mountain because it was quite an interesting battle because we saw Digimon being disadvantaged because of their environment or because they didn't have the abilities that their opponents had. Like, Greymon just gets completely destroyed because he's up on a mountain with little room to move and Unimon can just fly at him. So it was a pretty good battle with some new elements thrown into it to make it more interesting. It was nice to see the terrain being an obstacle. Yeah. Because in the one with Seedramon, I felt like even though they were on a lake, it really didn't cause an issue with uh, Garurumon and Sudramon's battle. Like, Garurumon didn't seem hindered by the fact they were, able, they were in water. Yeah, it's like always just been a flat plane that they've been fighting in. The fact that champion levels tend to be quite big, it was nice to see them at the disadvantage of having that tiny ledge that they've got to stay on. And I think this is the first time we've had a Digimon 
Digivolve when the partner wasn't in danger. Because Sora flies up on Bergeron with Ty and Agumon there as well. Which is a plot hole, which is the, like, it's the same thing as in Lord of the Rings. Because, like, there's the eagles in Lord of the Rings, which they could have used to fly to Mount Doom. They could have just used Bergeron or Tentamon, Cabotarian or Beermon. They could have just had them go up and describe the surroundings or something. Or just ask the Digimon. So you've grown up on this island. You know a lot about the island. What is there here? They don't seem to know anything about this island they've spent their entire life on. The kids have explored the whole island anyway. Mm, they explored it in that one day. Yeah, they explored it in like the second episode. We're going to keep bringing that up, Digimon. You slipped up there. I like Joe and Gomon having that alone time when they're scaling the mountain. It's nice to see them having the little back and forth, and it's nice to see them having that sort of alone time together that we don't really get to see with the Digimon and their partners. We see them talking to each other in the group, but we never really see them get a lot of time with just them both together. Yeah, I think Joe and Gomamon have a really good dynamic. They make a good team. I definitely like um, Gomamon. He's super scrappy and he's a good counter for Joe because a lot of the Digimon seem to be the same as their partner. Like TK and Patsumon seem quite bubbly and childish. Argumon and Tai seem quite courageous and sort of just get out there and fight. But Joe and Gomamon seem to be the most different. Is that a phrase? Yeah, like they're almost polar opposites. Mm, that's the one. But they complement each other in such a nice way. Gomamon sort of brings out that fun, sort of carefree side of Joe that he needs to have because he's, he takes everything so seriously. Yeah, like, Joe's really a worry what. Like, there's that moment where Joe's got really wound up and Gomamon's there like, come on, I'll fight you, I'll fight you. And it's like, yes, <laughs> this makes me so happy. Yeah, Gomamon just really brings him back down to earth, calms him down because Joe is very worried about everything right now. Like I said, <laughs> Joe's constantly in distress. That's a running theme for Joe, though. Is there anything else you liked? There was one shot where Ty and Matt were fighting, where the hair overlapped, which makes absolutely no sense. What? <laughs> Just clash of the hair. There's like the shot looking up at both of them, like the camera's below them or on the feet or something, looking up at Ty and Matt when they're both fighting about whether they should climb the mountain. And the hair are just both so big that they overlap in the middle. I might have to rewatch this episode now just to find that one shot. It makes absolutely no sense. I liked Unimon's possessed voice. It's so good. It's super evil British guy. Hello, Gurmamon. <laughs> it's good. It sounds a bit like um, Piedmon a little bit. It's weird that Gurmamon and Unimon know each other. You just call him Unimon. <laughs> I keep switching between Unimon and Unimon. I don't know. Is there anything you don't like about this episode? The opening shots when they're having the massive group discussion are so lazily animated. Pretty much all of the time, it's just everyone's still and someone's mouth is moving. There's also the bit where um, they're saying, oh, we can't cross the ice, like the snow, because we'll get really cold and our feet will freeze, whilst TK is running in the snow, not giving a That's the whole point of them not being able to cross. It's because, oh, it's going to get too cold in the snow. It's like... Uh, suck it up, kids. Most of them are wearing shorts. But they're also wearing gloves. I don't know how that would help. Also, there's a really dumb shot where Gabby Mom was clawing at a rock for no reason. Wasn't he um chopping up wood or something to make bowls? No, nope, pretty certain he was just scratching a rock. I'm just looking for this shot of Agumon and Gabby Mom again. Because, okay, Gabby Mom's not scraping a rock, he's scraping a tree. I thought he was. I thought they were cutting up, like, 
chopsticks and bowls. Still, how does that help? He's chopping it into pieces. No, he's not. He's just scratching it. Maybe he's sharpening his claws. I don't know. Agumon's eating the wood, which makes even less sense. <laughs> I know, he's just there like, oh. If he was sharpening his claws, he would be using a rock. Instead, he's just scraping a tree like a cat. Don't pick faults in the animation. That's my job. Is there anything else you didn't like? Not much, really. Um, it's it's similar to the last episodes plot-wise. It's it's a little boring, but it's not bad. It's just a bit boring. But it's like it's the last one of the sort of setup ones. So plot happens in the next episode, which makes me happy. There's a few things about Joe that did bother me. Like what? In the group conversations, all of a sudden it's decided it wants to bring it round to Joe a lot of the time, and that seemed out of place to me. It seemed very forced. Just like, it's a it's a Joe episode, so it makes sense for them to focus on Joe. But they've done it in this group setting, which there's been, like, every episode, some sort of group discussion, but it's never focused on Joe that much before. And all of a sudden, Joe is the one that they keep asking about things and discussing things with. It's just like, it seems off. I can see that. And another thing was that they do say Joe is supposed to be the cautious one. Like, he's saying, okay, I'm going to be responsible for everyone. I'm going to look out for them because he's the eldest one in the group. And then he does really stupid things, like try to climb the mountain on his own. Or he jumps off a cliff onto the back of a flying horse. That was pretty badass, though. It was pretty stupid and irrational. It was not very Joe. He's got the crest of reliability, not rationality. Good friends jump off of cliffs onto the back of flying horses for you. Yes, they do. My friends do it for me on a weekly basis. What was your favourite thing in this episode? I'd have to say Gomamon. Same here, like Joe and Gomamon's little relationship together. It's nicely developed, and I thought it was quite good. Gomamon's humour brings Joe back down from his crazy place where he's worried about everything all the time. He's a funny character, quite light-hearted. He's definitely the funniest out of all of the kids' Digimon. And he does it without making bad puns all the time, which is surprising. Is there anything else you want to say about this episode? It was pretty good. It could have definitely been better. It could have been a better Joe episode, I think. Yeah, I I mean, it's the last one of the setup episodes. Because in the next one, we get all the plot for this arc and stuff. So I'm glad to see the the back of these sort of setup episodes. Because it's hard to say stuff about episodes which are pretty similar. Now it's time for Mono A Mono, where we talk about the similarities and differences in these episodes. So let's start with our Monster of the Week. I wasn't sure who to choose. So it's between Seal or Unimon. Argue their cases for me. I can't have both of our Monsters of the Week. No, but you have, you, you have to argue... Why you think they should be Monster of the Week and I'll pick one. Well, I like Uniman. He's a big flying horse. He's cool. He's in Digimon World. He's friends with Gomelon, apparently, and turns evil. And Gomelon's then just like, okay, now what? So that's an interesting dilemma to have. And he has a helmet. He's a horse with a helmet for some reason. Yeah, he's, I just like his design and his attacks and the fact that he flies and destroys Greymon, who's one of your favourites, because I'm sure that annoyed you. No, it's fine. Greymon can... Have his off days. It wasn't an off day. Don't you remember? He even says, I'm styling, dude. Okay, I've decided that my monster of the week is Gomamon because Gomamon's feisty. Mm-hmm. Gomamon has spunk. Stop saying that word, please. Which episode do you think had the, the best storyline? So we can move on. Probably Pokemon because it made more sense. Not much else to say. <laughs> Digimon's was flawed because Bergemon could fly up. And Joe was incredibly irrational, despite supposedly being cautious. I'm so cautious I jump off of cliffs. I think it was just nice to sort of see the the payoff of having Misty from episode one. It was nice to see it 
sort of paint her in a new light and let her have character development. Any similarities? There were arguments within both of the groups about making a decision on like where they wanted to go or what they wanted to do. There were white things in it, like Unimon Seal. <laughs> That's your thing. You could have said they both have seal monsters because they have Gomamon and Seal. Oh yeah, I didn't even think of that. There are seals in this very seal-based episode. Does it get your seal of approval? That similarity does get my seal of approval. Another thing I've got is that they both have sucking things in. Okay. Yumon sucks in energy for his aerial attack, and they have the vacuum in Pokemon that sucks up all the water. One more thing, they both have stereotypical girly girls that really annoy me. Oh yeah, I forgot Mimi happens. <laughs> they have Mimi, and then they also have Mimi, Mimi, and Mimi in Pokemon. I think one of them has a natural name. I don't know if the other two do. There's Daisy. One of them's Daisy. I know one of them's Daisy, but I think the other two could both just be Mimi and Mimi. Which episode did you prefer the most? It's really hard to say for me this week because I hated the three sisters quite a bit, but Digimon also didn't make much sense. I'm saying Pokemon because Misty. Yeah, the I think I'm, I'm going to agree with you there. Pokemon has it this time. Like, it had a few elements in it that really annoyed me, mainly to do with the three sisters being really annoying. But apart from that, it was a good episode all around. But Joe, Joe, there's just something off about the way Digimon handled Joe's episode. Mm, I'm just I'm just glad we're through this repetitive set. I think that's why it hasn't got as many points as Pokemon, because Pokemon at least have had variety in their episodes. In Digimon, it's been the same sort of story said again and again in a different setting. They had potential in these episodes, because they just didn't develop the characters as well as I think they could have done. So that's why it's ended up being 5-2 to Pokemon after seven episodes. So we're saying Pokemon's won this one then? Yeah, Pokemon has this point. Join us again next time where we will be watching episode number eight. Evil shows his face and the path to the Pokemon League. <laughs> that is true. You can subscribe to the Boncast on SoundCloud, Stitcher and iTunes. And if you'd like to leave an iTunes or Stitcher review, we'd be really grateful. You can find our social media on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr and with the Will Forums if you search for the Moncast. Or you can email us at themoncastpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to contact us if you want anything mentioned on the show. And we'll cover it in the next Atomodistration segment. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Butterfree. Is that what we watched? Is that what is that what the Pokemon's called? The the Pokemon episode's called The Path of the Pokemon League? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> That, that has no correlation to anything that happens in the episode. <laughs> that is true.